Hi, it's Allegra with a dose of modern life. Healthier, easier, more fun. On today's show, I'm going to talk about what's coming ahead in what I'm going to call season two. So how season two is going to be different from everything you've heard on my podcast so far, hopefully for the better. Then I'm going to give you two tips for the holidays, one on how to make the holidays more fun and less stressful, and then the second one on looking ahead to 2019 and how to make it your best year ever. All this after the musical interlude. See you after the tunes. I'm back. So let's talk about season two. Now, I hadn't previously thought about my podcast in terms of seasons, but I did want to notate the difference between the podcasts you've heard so far and the ones you're going to hear going forward because there are going to be a couple of changes. Now, just so you know, if you've loved the podcast the way they are, let me know either by sending me an email at hello at allegraramos.com or by putting a message wherever you listen to your podcast. However, I am the sort of person who always likes to try and make things better. And one of the things that I love about podcasts is the ability to really customize your listening experience. So if you've been listening to the podcast since I started it about a year ago, you know that it has three parts. First, I talk a little bit about something I've been thinking about, then I interview someone, and then I give you a fun tip about food or life, whatever. Well, one of the things I've liked about podcasts is the ability to customize what you're listening to bit by bit. And so I've decided that instead of doing these sort of three-part podcasts, instead what I'm going to do is just upload the individual units. So if you love hearing about my friend Christine and the advice she gives or Angela, my friend Angela, who's on her journey, having accepted early retirement and trying to figure out what her new thing is going to be how to pursue her passion or maybe my friend Kalika who is always on the cutting bleeding edge of what's going on in terms of lots of different things or maybe the interviews that I've had with other people if you just want to listen to those you'll be able to kind of pull those out and customize your listening experience now I am sensitive to the fact that one of the other things that I really like about podcasts is the ability to stumble on something that maybe you didn't even know you wanted or needed to hear And so I'm going to try this out. I'd love your feedback and I'd love to hear what you think about it. But that's how it's going to be going forward, quote unquote, season two. Other than that, season two is going to be the same as season one was. The other thing that's going to be different about season two is that I have a couple of sponsors and you're going to be hearing their messages on the air. I'm not exactly sure how often because I'm not involved (laughs) in inserting them in. So hopefully the shorter format does not make the ads too often, I guess is what I'm meaning. Because, you know, again, I'm glad, I'm super glad for their sponsorship. And thank you to my Patreon sponsors out there. If you'd like to be a Patreon sponsor, Patreon sponsors are everyday sponsors, just like you listeners who give me a dollar a month or $5 a month, depending on what they can afford and the value they derive from my podcast. I understand you're probably supporting a lot of other things out there. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for them too, because people like me who like to create content, we really can't do it without the financial support and emotional support that you provide us. And you can do that at patreon.com slash Allegra Ramos. But you will be hearing some advertisements of companies. I only accept companies that I believe in and that I think are worth your time. So, you know, you'll be hearing those. And that's going to be it for the changes for season two. So again, I would love to hear your comments. If you download the Anchor FM app, you can leave me a voicemail message that I can play on the air. Or you can send me an email at hello at allegraramos.com. 
So I'll be back in just a bit with my two tips for the holiday season. Talk to you soon. I'm back. And now for my two holiday tips. I love the holidays for so many reasons. But one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is that the things that brought you joy at one point might no longer bring you joy. And it's worthwhile to take the time to consider that and maybe edit things out of your life. Because my tip number one is that things that should be fun should be fun. (laughs) What I mean by that is the holidays should be fun. And yes, they should also maybe have some serenity to them as well as well as maybe some religious significance depending on how you celebrate however the point is to enjoy yourself during the holidays to enjoy your family during the holidays and sometimes the things that we start doing can get in the way of that so for instance a couple decades ago I started when I you know got my own apartment I started sending out holiday cards and I amassed this huge list of people that I was sending cards to I don't know if it got up to 200, but it was definitely around 150. And that, you know, that was great when I was single and I just had a lot of sort of extra time on my hands. You know, I was working a regular job. I worked in an office. So really, I didn't have a lot of other demands on my time. So I had a great time doing that. So I did that. And then at some point, I started sending Christmas cookies to sort of my nearest and dearest. However, that also sort of exploded. And at some point, I was making... 40 dozen (laughs) cookies that I would send out all over the country and I had to start making them literally as soon as December 1st rolled around otherwise I just didn't have enough time to get them done but then I had a store for those of you who don't know I owned and operated a store it was physical and online for almost a decade and when that came on board suddenly the cards and cookies seemed like a little too much and so I decided to do away with Christmas cards because I really enjoyed the cookies and so I said okay I'm not going to do the cards and then I had a child and the cookies felt like too much as well and I said you know what I'm going to let go of the cookies and both times I literally had zero regret after the fact when I let go of those things same actually if you want to think about with my store you know when my store got to the point where yeah, this little thing called Amazon sort of took over retail and I realized that it just wasn't going to be possible to keep it open and have it be financially viable. When I decide, made that decision, it was a huge weight off of me and I never looked back. I was totally comfortable with that decision. So when I let go of the cards, when I let go of the cookies, yes, there was a moment where I said, oh, I'm going to miss that. But by and large, mostly I felt relief. And now, now that my child is a little bit older, I've actually reintroduced cards. I I reintroduced cards probably around the time that she was born because it was fun to tell people about her. And, but I do it on a much smaller scale. I only send out maybe 50 cards max. And it tends to be with people that I have the reciprocal correspondence relationship with. So it's people that I want to keep up with. It's not just everybody. And then the cookies I've actually introduced back, but on a much smaller scale, sometimes I'll send out no boxes. Sometimes I'll send out five boxes. And now when my friends get it, they say how fun it is to be surprised by the cookies because they weren't expecting them. So again, on a very limited basis, I only do as much as is going to be enjoyable for me. And that's what I've really learned over the holidays. So 
if something is not enjoyable to you, if it's become stressful, give yourself permission to let it go. You don't have to do all of the things that you do a lot of the times. And I would give you this advice too, you know, if you're planning a wedding or a party, you know, things that should be fun should be fun. So just do as much as you enjoy and you will enjoy the holidays more that way. So tip number two has to do with the fact that the other reason I love the holidays is because I start getting really excited about the new year and looking back on the year that's passed and all that I've accomplished and looking forward to the next year and what I'm going to be working on. And I had a really interesting realization. Okay, so first of all, let me just tell you this. I go into the new year with, I like going into the new year with momentum because I find that that keeps me energized and motivated to move forward on the things that I want to do. Now remember, I am very aware of the fact that the life that I've created is one that I've chosen. I, I choose to be busy. I choose to do this podcast. I choose to have my cooking classes. I'm working on a cookbook. I homeschool my child. I choose to do those things. And so I know that it's important for me to set goals for myself. Otherwise, <laughs> nothing will get done. So I start around Thanksgiving time. And if you're not American, Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of November. And Thanksgiving is when I start preparing for the new year and the holidays. So you know, we'll start decorating the house. I will get holiday cards together, that sort of thing. But I also start doing other things around the house. Now, one of the things that I love to do, now this doesn't have to be your ritual, but it's my ritual. And maybe you'll have something similar. I like to start going through and donating anything that needs to be donated so that when the New Year starts, all of those bags that I've been collecting in my garage or wherever, that those things are donated and getting good use somewhere else. They're not taking up space in my house. Another thing I like to do, again, part of the cleaning things out or making things whole again, has to do with mending clothes. So if there's something in my house that needs to be mended, I take care of that so that when we go into the new year with our clothes all looking good, there's just something really feng shui about that to me, about not entering the new year with holes in your clothes. You know what I mean? You know, there's some traditions who like to get new underwear for the new year, who like to, you know, some people burn any sort of uh, promissory notes that they might have lent to friends or family to go into the new year. One thing I like to do is mend things, especially all of my wool clothes, you know, because I wash my clothes, my wool clothes at the end of every winter season before I store them. That helps cut down on moths' likelihood of getting in there because part of what the moths are interested in is the sweat or, you know, stains that you might have gotten on your wool clothes. So I go through my wool clothes as the weather is starting to get colder and I pull it out and I look at everything and inevitably there's one thing that has moth holes maybe two it's not a lot but I like to mend those I I darn them uh, the difference between darning and mending is that when you darn something it makes it look like the hole was never there whereas mending you know you're just kind of pulling the ends together and sometimes it can leave a little puckering feel free to <laughs> check that on the internet mending darning is super easy and it just makes it so that when you wear it out again it's like no one can even tell that there was a moth hole there I like to enter the new year with these things done, with things donated, crossed off my list, papers shredded, holes mended, etc. It just helps me go into the new year feeling like I've already accomplished something. But it's not like that stuff that is really intellectually challenging, right? Okay. The second thing I like to do 
is come up with a loose plan for the year in terms of the projects that I'm working on and when I would like to be able to release them. So say for instance my cooking webinars, right? I have three cooking webinars up. There's a fourth one that I'm working on right now. I have a date set for when I want to release that and that is on my calendar for 2019. So those sorts of loose big goals that you are working towards, you know, have those mapped out. The third thing is something new that I'm gonna be trying because I had an interesting realization. So I always like to think about how I can make things better, right? If something's not working for me, I don't just keep doing things that way. I think about how can I make things work for me better, right? This is just a way of thinking of, we could call it process improvement if you wanted to. If you're an engineer, if you like to think of things that way. If something's not working, how can I change it? And that can be as little as, <laughs> okay, this is something that I'm not kidding. It, it made my life so much better, but I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. But I was, for some reason, when we moved into our house, I put the rags on the second shelf of an overhead cabinet, which meant that I had to go get a stool every time I wanted a rag, okay? But now, this is, this is years ago, right? I changed it years ago. But it's just, it made an imprint on my mind because it was such an aha moment. I said, wait a second, I have tools on the first shelf that I rarely use. I use them maybe once a month, maybe not even then. But the rags, which I use almost daily or maybe other, every other day, are on the second shelf. And I realized that made no sense. Why not switch those locations? So now the rags I can easily grab, whereas the tools that I don't need that often are a step away and consequently when I had this realization I actually went through my entire house and if there was something that I used once a year or less often then I moved it into our garage if it was something that I used infrequently like those tools then I moved them higher up I did this with my kitchen cabinet as well in terms of where my plates and cups and everything were organized and then if it's things that I use daily those are the closest to where I need them, right? So they can either live on the counter space or, you know, if it's in the rest of our house, they can live on a cabinet space. But if it's not something I'm using very often, then it needs to be put away. And that really helped me. So my latest realization was about the fact that, yes, I have a lot of projects that I'm working on. And again, I've accepted the fact that I like to have lots of projects. And one of my challenges was that you know, a lot of productivity experts talk about the importance of focusing on one thing. But what I find is that that just doesn't keep me engaged. I like to work on more than one thing. And if I like to work on more than one thing, I need to work a little bit on each of these things every day. So let me just explain a little bit more. So I have been working on multiple projects and sometimes I get so excited about a project that I get really caught up in it and I spend hours on that project. So let's say I spend three hours on project A. That now means that between homeschooling my child and doing the other things that I need to do, you know, just around the house, that I don't have time to work on project B. And I also, maybe I worked so long on project A that I didn't exercise, right? Because it's so easy <laughs> to knock exercising down you know down the list it seems like the least important thing and then by the end of the day I'm giving myself a hard time because I didn't work exercise you know oh I didn't exercise uh beating myself up we all do it right <laughs> um and I haven't worked on project b which bums me out and he, by the way here's the thing 
I don't exercise first thing in the morning. I usually exercise second thing in the morning because there have been a lot of studies and I have tested this out for myself from personal experience. You tend to be the most creative, the most open-minded, the most big idea-ish first thing in the morning. And so I take that mindset, which I can't recreate later in the day. I take that mindset and I put it towards my most creative projects because I need that sort of expansive way of thinking. Then I exercise after that, okay? But the problem is I get so excited about this expansive mindset that sometimes I'll go, like I said, three hours. But what I've realized is that I need to exercise. And if I don't exercise before my child has woken up, a lot of times it doesn't happen. So what, I'm tr- what I've been trying for the last couple of weeks and what I'm going to be using going forward, and I'll be excited to report back to you, is that I've created a daily schedule. And what I've realized is that I've created daily schedules before, but I've always treated them more as a guideline. What I've realized is that I need to stick to the time limits that I set on my daily schedule. Because that's the only way I'm going to make progress on everything that I want to make progress on and exercise, which I need to do regularly. I like to exercise at least five days a week. So what I'm doing is I'm giving myself 90 minutes in the morning to have that sort of expansive mind, creative project that I'm working on. And then I'll exercise for 60 minutes. And then by that time, my daughter has woken up and I need to be in mom mode and then homeschooling mode for a couple hours before I will have time to work on another project. By the way, in those same studies where they've talked about how the best time to do really creative work is in the morning, they've also found that the best time to do sort of mundane tasks is in the afternoon, which, you know, makes sense. You know, you're tired, you've had lunch, you're digesting. So things like maybe clearing out your email, answering email, you know, sending out invoices, those sorts of things, save them. So that's what I do now is that kind of mundane work I save for that time or even towards the end of the day. So process improvement. If you're noticing something isn't working in your life, look, you don't have to use my advice. Figure it out for yourself. Figure out, is there a better way for me to do things? Don't accept that however you're feeling right now has to continue. You can make a change and see how that works for you. And hopefully it'll work better for you. So I wish you a super happy holiday season and a wonderful new year. I will be popping in regularly with, as I said, these small chunks of segments that I'm going to be doing going forward. And I would love to hear back from you. Your comments are always appreciated. So thanks for tuning in today. If you thought the show was fun or useful, please let me know by sending me a tip through Patreon at patreon.com slash Allegra Ramos. And that's spelled A-L-E-G-R-E-R-A-M-O-S. I have great thank you gifts for my supporters and look forward to when I have 500 patrons and can hire an editor to provide you with even more great content. So I'll see you next time for another dose of modern life, healthier, easier, more fun. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast and send me an email either wherever you listen or at hello at allegraramos.com. Until next time, be a spark in the world. Over and out.